0: You said hard on. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let me tell you about this guy. Let me tell you about this fucker right here. Yeah. <laughs> you know what that's from? Hard ons? <laughs> no, no. The, the, the quote, <laughs> You said hard on. No. <laughs> it's from this TV show called Beavis and Butthead. Oh, okay. MTV. <laughs> so. Yep. <laughs> so speaking of terrible influences. <laughs>
1: so uh, for context, Mike and I took the time to come up with five influential people between the ages of our, what do we say? Like our youth, like 15 years old to, yeah, 25, to 25 years old. Yeah. So that kind of age of male mental maturity, if you will. The
0: the progression of maturity, not the completion of it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, from dorky adolescence to this is as good as I'm going to get. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> That's kind of depressing in and of itself. Yeah, you're 26. Your brain is done <laughs> cooking. Yep. <laughs> it's all downhill from here. <laughs> yep, all downhill from here. So, so okay. we picked our most five most
1: influential people of that time period um you know for mike it'll be like dinosaur-esque era yeah. right quick yeah and for <laughs> me it's like the last 10 years <laughs> yeah i mean you got it easy Yeah,
0: you don't have to remember anything you're in
1: the middle of it <laughs> yeah we're all in the middle of it uh most of these people are still um influential because this was literally until sunday <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> why don't we, why don't we go? Why don't we let you go first? Who, All right. Who is one of your your peeps that
0: you chose? One of my peeps. Well, you can't think of the '80s without thinking of Ronald Reagan. All okay. right, President. So who's that guy? He's. He was president of of the United States. Took over from Jimmy Carter, to his administration. Is that the guy that made peanuts that's exactly the peanut head okay so he created something that everybody thought was impossible it was called stagflation economists believe that you can't have a stagnant economy and inflation at the same time and he said hold my beer (laughs) so Reagan took over in 1980 from him uh through 1988 okay all right so for me the 10 years is 85 to 88 to be a second term um but he turned the economy around he was basically he became the standard bearer of the republican party yeah. from that point forward yeah i remember i was talking about this like
1: because we were watching one of the debates and i was like they keep referencing him but i don't like i'm it's terrible in history like I, yes. and I was like
0: why do why do they keep referencing what's well, he ended the Cold War with Russia mm-hmm. all right we did it by putting trillion dollars in debt we used finances to win the Cold War mm-hmm. all right um but there was a a wall separating East Germany and West Germany and he was his quote was you know tear down this wall and with the fall of the Russian Empire, the USSR, um, that wall was knocked down. It was a huge moment in world history, not right. just mm-hmm. the US. Yeah, because we were on the verge of World War III, basically, with that whole. I know it's the Cold War, and like right. that was the whole. I mean, we're yeah, all yeah. It was just it, it was peace through superior firepower, right? Exactly. So, and I still believe in that philosophy. Mm-hmm. You just can't have a whack job with access. Mm-hmm. That's 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 the wild card <laughs> yeah. in <of> the entire. <laughs> Uh, Game plan. You get one whack job and it's over. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it defeats the point then. Exactly. (laughs) And and love him or hate him because there's a whole bunch of people that hate Reagan, a whole bunch of people that love Reagan. And to me, it doesn't even matter whether you love or hate him. He still is who he is and he still did what he did.
1: Yeah. And so to clarify that point, too, because it's going to come up on on my list as well. The people, at least that I'm listing, are not necessarily like all known as, like, really good people. Or right. Just people that were, they had an influence, and to me, like, one of the more influential. So, yeah, it's not necessarily ones that everybody likes. Yep. <laughs> just had an influence.
0: I just look at it as, without Reagan, you couldn't have yuppies. <laughs> you couldn't have me. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: speaking of liking or hating, I think that all of our... People that are watching this video right now should like, subscribe, and comment on this podcast. Absolutely, and ring that notification bell. Ding, ding, yep. ding. If you want to get notified about all of our episodes that come out weekly, we've been doing better this year, too. They've actually come out weekly. Yeah. All man. of our episodes that come out weekly, hit
0: the notification now, bell. Now, we're only one month into this year, but so we've been <laughs> consistent. We've been doing better. <laughs> we have been consistent in the month of January. Yeah. And actually, we've actually had to bend over backwards and make arrangements to make sure we got these things out because of schedules and that kind of thing. Yeah, I bent over backwards for you guys to make sure that these happen. So we actually looked up discipline in the dictionary, read what it was (laughs) and started practicing it. Yep. Reaganomics.
1: (laughs) Okay. So one of mine, uh, I'll just keep on this trend here. So one of mine is also a president. Okay. Very influential and controversial.
0: Uh, I know which one it is. (laughs) So, Donald Trump. Oh, okay. I did not know. That's not where I was going. That's not where you were going with this? Okay. Well, who did you
1: think it was? I thought you were going to go with Barack. Nope. But he was very influential. Don't get me
0: wrong. And we do still talk about him, but not in the same way. But here's the funny thing. I started out with this massive list and had to dwindle it down, right? Donald Trump was on my list that I had to edit because I had to limit to five long before president yeah
1: and uh, yeah so I'm not surprised so so Donald Trump like him or hate him a lot of people like him and a lot of people hate him mm-hmm. very much like the whole Reagan thing yep. right um he's one of the most controversial people talked about still right now um whether and over the last ten years especially especially through his presidency um he has. He has definitely changed the way the media uses things to go after people, right? In my opinion, like, and this may just be a maturity thing or, you know, I'm more realizing it now. But looking back when I was younger, before, like, the Donald Trump becoming president era, the media was always like, "Ah, you know, twist things here, twist things there, Mm -hmm. whatever, right? But once he announced his running for presidency, it like went rampant one way or the other. I feel <laughs> like it got really bad and is still really bad. Um, so he, you know, he was involved in all of these also really big global events like COVID and things like that, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And dealing with that. Um, so he is definitely one of, I think, the most influential people of. Of my, you know, youth to now.
0: I agree. It's interesting because um, there's a lot of Republicans that don't like Donald Trump. Yeah, there are never Trump Republicans. Yeah, and those never Trump Republicans liked Ronald Reagan. Mm -hmm. But if you look at policy, policy to policy comparison with Trump and Reagan, a lot of them match up. Same ideology. Gotcha. Right. Mm -hmm. But the manner in which Donald Trump speaks and presents has people saying, I don't care about the policy. I'm against it because of the man. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, I just,
1: he's definitely something that I don't think we're going to stop talking about. Whether he wins the next presidency or not, um, I have a feeling that, like, that's going to continue. And it, he still gets brought up in things that – because I have my own opinion about him, but he gets brought up in things that are, like, completely irrelevant. Like, I see all the time. Yeah. It's like his name randomly gets thrown out there. I'm like, what does this have to do with me? Right. And I feel like that happens a lot with him. So, yeah, he he's definitely a big one on, yeah. my, uh, on my list.
0: Absolutely, Can't argue that. So, Fubi, stay serious because I've got another serious one, but I have some that are – still very influential but not so political or what's you're, what you're not so political here
1: hmm. you're less serious mike tyson yeah okay <laughs> all right so i like boxing you, like bit off someone's ear right some well, he, he, yeah. he
0: yeah. vander Holyfield's ear during a match let that I, it's like last time boxing or something or i think he boxed one more time after okay. that i guess he wanted another ear. Yeah. but but I I brought him up because I enjoyed boxing when I was younger, mm-hmm. and my favorite boxer is was Sugar Ray Leonard. Okay. Um, but there's this era of, you know, Muhammad Ali, Sugar Ray Leonard, Leon Spinks. This, this whole era of boxing, and everybody knew who all these people were, and then it seemed like it disappeared, and suddenly Mike Tyson showed up, and everybody was interested in boxing again. Yeah. And that's why I put him on there, because something had faded and was not talked about. And this guy came up and let's be real, he was whooping some ass. <laughs> whooping some ass and taking
1: some ears. Yeah. Well, and he he's somebody that like even most of my generation knows the name, regardless of if they really know even why he's famous. Right. Um, the only two boxers that like i know of that come to my mind are muhammad ali and mike tyson right i don't actually really think of any others um and mike tyson is definitely one of like the bigger ones that comes to mind when somebody says it
0: so and mike tyson whooped somebody's ass because they insulted muhammad ali (laughs) muhammad ali was mike tyson's idol gotcha right okay and so um He always idolized him, wished he could be like him. And it was funny. I was watching just the other day an interview and Mike Tyson, Muhammad Ali were there together. And the question was like, who would win? Mm -hmm. You know, and Muhammad Ali was like, you know, I can, you know, move like a butterfly, sting like a bee. But if he hit me, i'm going to sleep yeah <laughs> right and mike tyson is saying no 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 you know you would have beat me in your prime my yeah. prime so that is the only person mike tyson would ever say anything like that if Mike Tyson, anybody else mike tyson oh yeah i'd kill him yeah yeah back in the day in the 80s mike tyson was being interviewed about an upcoming match you know and he was like, I am going to eat his children. <laughs> and he might have actually done that. Exactly. So people were afraid. I mean, people didn't want to interview because because of the fear. It was like, mm, so what's your favorite color? You yeah. <laughs> know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know my understanding
1: right after that whole thing with the ear and boxing or whatever, he like kind of
0: left the scene for a while. Right? Well, he- so what happened was he went to jail mm, Okay. and then he came back and then he bit off. Uh, Evander Holyfield's year. So the era I'm talking about was pre-prison. So uh, he was a boxing and a celebrity. I mean, they created a boxing game. You know, yeah. Mike Tyson's knocked out. Yeah, you know, and he's still a big celebrity. And he got married to like Robin Givens, who was like this girl, the Cosby show or something like that. Okay. Um, and there's the abuse claims and all yeah. that kind of stuff. So he ended up going to jail for a few years then getting back out and getting back into boxing. Um wasn't quite the same mm-hmm. as before. And now like matched up against Evander Van De Holyfield and ended up getting frustrated and <laughs> having some <many> ears. <laughs> like a modern day Van
1: Gogh, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna make you Van Gogh. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, so mine isn't as nearly uh Violent, <laughs> as as yours is, but definitely more on the the humorous side. So, um, so for mine, it's Mr. Beast. Mr. Um, Beast. We've talked about him a few times on the podcast. He is the biggest single person YouTube channel, um, that's out there right now. He currently has two hundred and thirty six million subscribers, which is only a hundred million people less than the population of the U.S. <laughs> like to put that into perspective. Yeah. That is a lot of people that subscribe to his stuff. Um, He's got his YouTube channel. He runs um, a ghost kitchen called Beast Burger that's on like DoorDash and stuff that you can order from. He has his uh, chocolate bars um, that you can buy in Walmart and Target and online and all of that stuff. He has Beast Philanthropy where he basically goes out and does all of like the philanthropy that he does right that's how he really became famous as he basically gives away a lot of money plays games and gives away a shit ton of money um so he has all these kinds of like projects and stuff going on right and he's i don't remember his exact age i can look it up real quick um he's younger than i am right and he does all of these things all the time um and he's been doing this youtube i think since he was like 13 or 14 or something mm-hmm. like that um, and he, he's kind of that person that everybody considers like the YouTube god, if you will, um, because he basically he says it and people around him say it that he can essentially make anyone's channel go viral if he wanted to because he's just spent that much time with the YouTube algorithm that is just like, I know all how to do all these things to make, make it happen. So he's 25 years old. Didn't we... Recently, tried to get twenty five grand out of Mr. Yeah, yeah. So he he was so, um, a, a bunch of people, including Elon Musk, was asking him, Hey, like, why don't you post on X? Why why don't you post a video on X? And he was like, Well, in every video, it costs me millions of dollars. Plus, I give away thousands of dollars in the video. He was like to recoup the ad, re- like the revenue that I get, because his whole thing is like. I don't take the money for myself. He lives in like a relatively like normal house, whatever, not like a huge investor or anything like that. I put it all back into YouTube. He's like, for me to recoup on a video, I have to make millions off of ad revenue. And I don't make that with X. Like YouTube is the only one that pays that well, right? With the ad revenue and the sponsorships. So he did a test trial on X to see how much the ad revenue would make off of one video. Mm -hmm. Um, the one video made two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It got like a hundred and forty million views or something like that in the first like, you know, twenty-four, forty-eight hours or whatever it writes. Typical numbers of what he does on YouTube. Mm-hmm. But that same YouTube video makes millions. Whereas he made two hundred and fifty grand, which is a lot, but it cost him over a million to make the video that he made. So it doesn't recoup. But anyways, he took that two hundred and fifty grand and he was like, All right, I made this money that I needed from the YouTube. I wasn't planning to make this money, so he gave away twenty five thousand dollars to ten people. Right, um, and that was one of the things that we posted. If we get twenty five grand, we were going to give five grand to someone that we know who needs the money, and then you know five grand to uh, four other people or something like that. Right, but yeah. So, anyways, he's he's really big in my generation, especially the younger side of my generation. Most of his audience is like that, probably. Ten to like twenty year olds, um, and yeah, he's just really big. I he I have a feeling that he could literally tell all of the all this this two hundred million people to go do something, and most of them would do it. Um, if he was, you know, evil in that way or whatever, <laughs> right? So, um, he's a pretty big, pretty big influencer. He's been on all types of big influencer podcasts. He was on Joe Rogan a couple of times. Like just. I don't know. He's only 25 and he's he's pretty up there. Interesting.
0: Yep. I only know him because of you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, and <clears throat> I don't think a lot of like older adults know who he is or really know who he is, like right off the bat, but everyone in my gen and below know exactly <clears throat> who he is.
0: All right. I got a guy that you know. Okay. Personally? Bill Gates. Almost personally, yeah. <laughs> I think he's like my grandfather or something. Yeah. So, huge influence, right? Mm-hmm. To this day, I mean... It basically People hate so. you know, him, <laughs> right? But Microsoft, mm-hmm. there's no getting around him. So, yeah, there's... I don't think there's really... There's not much in this world that isn't influenced by yeah. what he created. Yeah. I mean, you know, the... Like... The modern day PC
1: that everybody uses in their office, just about very rarely do people use Mac, like common uh, throughout every single. So you have to be in like the creative industry. Yeah, typically. So, I mean, every single PC, blah, 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 software, software, Xbox, obviously, Mm -hmm. Word, Excel, all of those things that people use for like their high dollar businesses and all of that stuff. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he needs much explanation. No, if you don't know who he is, sorry, we can't help the brain dead.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> what rock are you living under? <laughs> All right, so I've got one. Um, I'm sure a lot of people know him. You you probably didn't, like, pay attention unless you were a little bit older, um, especially in, like, recent events, but Anthony Fauci. Ah. Uh-huh. Yep. The bad doctor. Yeah, the bad doctor, <laughs> the medical advisor. Um, so he was the medical advisor to the president up until 2021, and he was the main medical advisor in the whole COVID thing, right, for the U.S. Yeah. So I bring him up because, they're, of, of course, he's they're basically the same as, like, you know, Donald Trump or, like, whatever, right? Like, either liked or hated, blah, blah, blah. But I hate him. The point is, a, a lot of people don't like him, right? And and that's fine. The point is, is that regardless, he made most of the, uh, a large majority of decisions during the COVID era mm-hmm. that affected everyone in everyone. Country, right? And beyond. And beyond. Because people were like, wait, what is the United States going to do? Right, exactly. So he, if you don't really know him by name, fine, but more than likely you do at this point because
0: of. COVID. Mm-hmm. I don't think if it weren't for COVID I ever would have known his name. Well, you didn't know any of the the freaking medical advisors before him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um
1: yeah, he I mean, he was huge, right? And the COVID era, regardless of how people feel about it, like that's something that affected the whole world for multiple years and still scars lots of the world and industry and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. Yeah, he was, um, he was a huge part of that, and so I felt like it would be wrong for something in, that big in my generation to not be—him not to be wrong. Yeah, I get that. I get that. So there's lots of other medicals, um, but he was the biggest—probably one of the biggest ones in the United States, at least, um, that was talking about it. And in, the main advisor, obviously, on it in that whole thing, so—
0: So I fessed up. I hate him. Yeah. So okay. What's your take? I don't really know. I
1: I think the whole thing in general was mishandled in just the way that we reacted as a nation, um, and I think that he was a big part of that. So, uh, like, I don't. I have not done any like substantial research into the whole COVID thing, right? But. What I do know is that, like, the dedicated research is only just now, like, really being done and mm-hmm. finished. And the way we reacted was as if we knew everything about it one right. way or the other, right? Mm-hmm. And so it just—and he was a part of that
0: reaction. I think we screwed up our response to it so badly that we actually learned nothing. Yeah, right? and if another one comes out, we're gonna respond the same way because we actually learned nothing. Yeah, thing became a political right. ploy. Yeah,
1: that and that and that's my take on it. So his whole thing was political, pretty much the entire time. Um, and and most peoples were when they would bring up the subject, it. When you would bring up the subject, all of a sudden it became, like, the Republican-Democrat debate. And it was like, "I, what does that have to do with this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's just, yeah, I think we just, it was very poorly mismanaged. And, you know, I, like, it just, you expect certain things out of our world leadership. And we did not get any
0: of that during this crisis. Yeah, we're kind of (laughs) fucked. During that And a little bit off topic, but during that time period, I felt like everybody was silent, waiting. And then as soon as Donald Trump made a decision, one group of people was like, all right, we're going to fight that. And the other group of people say, like, yes, we're all for that. We didn't know anything. Yeah. Right? We're just waiting. So whatever he says, we're going to be against it. Whatever he says, we're going to be for it. Yeah. And it just killed all learning. Yeah. I, I just... and. The decision making was
1: based on nothing. Like it, it was all. It was just a day for they, day, like yes, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. And then how they decided to count it and that kind of job. Anyway. Yeah. And but yeah. So point is, is that you know very influential. Yeah. As, as part of that whole thing. Okay, I have an influential guy, controversial guy, not as influential, probably not as controversial. Okay. Rush Limbaugh. I do not know who that is. All right. So Rush Limbaugh is considered the father of conservative radio. Okay. All right. So he came out technically in the late 70s. He was given like a, a AM radio station mm-hmm. and he spoke he, he did conservative talk. Okay. Back before conservative talk was anything. Gosh, gotcha. All right. It was an era when AM was dying. Everything was going to FM, mm-hmm. and I kind of think of him as because he did this and made it popular. It saved AM radio.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I don't. I, and, at least during that time, it's kind of like we will definitely still listen to radio now. Oh, well,
0: absolutely. It, but it was just definitely everything was all music was going to the FM, right? Right, and the church channels and the Spanish channels would go on AM because it only cost you a dollar a year, Yeah, you know, that type of thing. So it was really dying off. And then he capitalized on that. And now there's all kinds of talk radio on the AM for any political spectrum. Gotcha. And I give him credit for that because for a long time, the liberals were very mad at Rush Mm -hmm. and mad that this thing existed And then it continued to exist and they decided, well, we'll just get on it too. Right. All right. So. Yeah. Interesting. I can honestly
1: say I don't think I've ever listened to an AM radio station. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that I've seen them for is like driving down the highway and is like, tune in to AM blah, blah, blah for emergency details (laughs) on this. This That's the only time that like I've actually seen them. Um, Yeah. I don't think I've ever used them. And now like. I
0: don't last time I've used like no you don't radio. seek out political talk no yeah and you don't speak seek out sports radio true right yeah so I kind of look at it as even sports radio mm-hmm. owes some thank yous to, to Rush Limbaugh because he made it i would not going say he made it cool but he made it viable right interesting yeah
1: it's definitely a name I don't think I've ever would have heard of yeah. interesting all right, so my next person—I think we're on the fourth person. I think that's what we just did. Yep. Um. So my next person is—I don't think anybody considers him a a good guy, except for the people that were, um, very disgustingly pleasured by what he did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that, I don't. I think most people can agree that this is not a great person. Did he commit suicide in prison? He did commit suicide in prison. So. Jeffrey Epstein, the Epstein Island, that whole entire, um, you know, thing, his suicide, all of that stuff, right? Um, I don't remember when he died or when he killed himself or whatever, um, which he didn't do. But <laughs> I don't, I don't remember when he was murdered, when he um, was suicided, <laughs> yeah, when he was when he was forcefully suicided. Um, mm-hmm. But obviously, we're still talking about him, right? A mm-hmm. ton. Um, There's a whole bunch of like investigations still going on with that whole thing. Um, There's a bunch of people that are like, you know, on the list. Yeah. On the list. (laughs) Right. Um, And all these things and people that were like renowned world figures that are now being trashed and they're not even alive. Like Bill Gates was on that list. Well, Bill Gates, (laughs) um, Stephen Hawking, who's Mm -hmm. no longer alive is like, the father one of the fathers of like modern day, like physics and shit is now being like trash and all that stuff. Right. I don't know what's true and what's not, but Mm -hmm. point is, is that like, obviously he was ridiculously influential. Um, Mm -hmm. He was obviously influential to get all of these people who for the most part were celebrities and probably knew better that at some point people would find this out to go to this place and participate in these things. Right. <laughs> like he obviously had some sort of like feng shui about him that was just like, Oh yeah, our secret will be safe with him. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, he just, it's one of those things that like, like COVID or like these other things, like I don't know if it's really something I'm sure we'll stop talking about it eventually, but it's going to be a very long time. Yeah. Um, Especially as every year new things come up and all of that stuff. Like, um there are multiple political campaigners who have vowed to like release documents and things if they go into office and all of that stuff like and i have a feeling that's going to continue to be used as a political tactic to get votes for Mm -hmm. the next multiple presidencies right if it doesn't all come out at some point between now and then so yeah he's definitely definitely a big one on that list he's also i think the person that kind of like everybody had conspiracy theories and like lots of people believed them or didn't or whatever, but I feel like he was kind of the one that kind of reignited that like fire on some of these and kind of reignited the fire of like, Oh yeah, we can't always like trust you and everything that you say about how things play out. Right. Um, with the whole suicide thing and all of that stuff, Mm -hmm. that was a huge movement, um, that everybody was saying like that he didn't kill himself and all this stuff. And, I don't know. I think it kind of like reignited that. Uh, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know about this one.
0: Yeah, the security guards fell asleep. The cameras went out, and he committed suicide during that window of opportunity. It, coincidentally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like twenty-seven different things had to happen all at the same time for <laughs> for him to kill himself. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like his most planned out suicide
1: ever. <laughs> yeah. So. Mm. And then all these other people also had to die around the yeah. same time period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh that one that one's mine.
0: Okay. So I've got one that people around and raise an eyebrow hat. Okay. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of a weird one. Okay. Right. And it's not an individual person though. Okay. All right. It's actually a group. Okay. NWA. NWA. Yep a rap group, they made gangster rap famous and popular. Okay. All right. Um, Straight out of Compton. They got um, investigated by the FBI. They were warned by the FBI um, about their song, Fuck the Police. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, But because of them and their popularity, you end up with the gangster rap that you have now, actually so much rap because it became so popular, you know, okay. public enemy comes out and now it doesn't just stay inside the, the gangster rap that I think, I think you can go like the Cardi B route mm-hmm. and think it back down to NWA because
1: yeah, I mean, that's, it, it it's rid just of,
0: opposite gangster rap. Like, yeah, it is kind of, it broke the boundaries, right? Right. Because music, you weren't allowed to curse in and that kind of, and they, NWA just, like, broke all the rules. Right. And that allowed everybody else to break the rules. Right. In their own creative way. Yeah, exactly. Because now there's so many different styles, but
1: pretty much all or most rap breaks some sort of, like, you know, conforming or rules. Even you have, there's a, honestly, like what's super popular in the Christian community is like there's Christian rap and like all Mm -hmm. of that stuff. And even that breaks the rules of like normal, traditional gangster rap and all of that. Right. So like it all kind of still falls into that same category of like not conforming to, you know, rules, the rhyming of rock, if you will.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We're just going to break the rules. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they're a big influence. Um, White people are allowed to like rap music. <laughs> oh, um, goodness. Eminem, I would say, mm-hmm. got some credit because NWA was made rap so popular. Yeah. And then suddenly there's this white guy named Vanilla Ice and a white guy named Eminem. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to give any credit to Vanilla Ice. You know. <laughs> he's definitely not as popular. <laughs> well, you know, he's just a white guy from the suburbs. Yeah type of thing he didn't have the street cred he just yeah had a had a song yeah no yeah that makes sense um i don't know anything about them but there's a movie you can get you can download their music still okay (laughs) good to know maybe i'll give them a listen maybe
1: probably not (laughs) (laughs) probably not all right so my last person I feel like it's an obvious one. (laughs) The one we haven't mentioned yet? Yeah, the one I haven't mentioned yet. Save the best for last? (laughs) Yeah, save the best for last. Uh, So, Mr. Musk. (laughs) Yeah, what a (laughs) shocker. Mr. Elon. Uh, So, just to give you guys some context, between Christmas and my birthday, I now have a merch from one of his companies that I could literally wear one every day And it's not the same one every day. And then wash them on Sunday and repeat for the week. So, So, Mr. Musk, obviously, influential for a lot of reasons, right? Twitter, his companies, his political views, you know, his...
0: And go fuck yourself. Yeah,
1: go fuck yourself. His background is controversial. There's arguments about where he came from, how he started. There's lots of biographies about them, arguing one point or another, Regardless, um, he and regardless of how people feel about his like political views and all of that stuff, all of his every single company that he has is stems from a, at least from my perspective, stems from a problem that he saw that he felt like needed to be solved in humanity. And all each one is like a big one, right? So Mm -hmm. Neuralink, for example, is supposed to address this difference in. Human brain power versus technology, right? Being able to keep up with the things that we are creating—that's it. It's starting out now with a whole like, oh, we need we need to repair people's disabilities, right? Paralyzed, mm-hmm. blindness, whatever the case may be, right? But ultimately, the whole entire goal for that is we can improve humanity with the tech that we're creating and keep up with the things that we're creating, so we don't get. Beat out by the AI we're creating and things right. like that, right? That's kind of the whole thing. EVs, sustainable future, all of that stuff, right? All of the yuppie shit. <laughs> um, all of that fun stuff, right? Um, rockets preserving humanity through visiting and setting up bases basically at different planets. That's his whole point for the whole Rockets thing. Starlink is sustainable for internet for everybody, not just like a select few. Um, and access to, you know, communications and internet throughout the world, blah, blah, blah. Boring company is the solving traffic thing, um, by digging tunnels rather than having like the highways and stuff. Mm -hmm. So basically all things that he just felt like were big issues that he wanted to tackle, right? He's obviously not doing it alone. There's obviously thousands upon thousands of people in each company that work for him. Um, but somebody had to have a vision right? and somebody had to take the initial risk with their wealth and do it um also i don't think a, a lot of people realize this maybe they do now i don't know paypal which mm-hmm. is huge made money on paypal created by elon musk um and his and his partner so like that whole thing that's where the whole concept of this whole x thing started was paypal he was originally wanting to change paypal to x nobody wanted to do it he got to a place where he got locked out of that company and they basically shut him out while he was away at least this is according to his biography by walter isaacson and he got shut out while he was away um and you know basically that's how he lost the whole paypal thing um or that part of the company but yeah i mean so paypal is widely used by lots of people and businesses and he started all of that and that's kind of where this whole concept of an app that does everything came from which is what he's trying to make twitter into they actually just got approval in nevada i think um to do um like financial baking through x so that's kind of their next step is to be able to do like facebook or paypal or whatever where you could send money to people and like transfer funds and things like that kind of like a cash app deal. yeah a cash app or whatever right facebook allows you to do the same thing with their messenger So he wants to do the same thing with X. Um, X can now make phone calls and do basically like text messaging and all of those things. So he wants to create this like universal app that you can kind of do everything with. Um, So that's his whole point with X. But anyways, regardless, he is talked about, I would say almost more than any other public figure at this point. Um, even if most people don't know what he does or is, they usually know his name. Right. And he's kind of just involved in a little bit of everything. And his controversy gets brought up in the media all the time. Most of the time it's wrong or out of context, right. but it gets brought up all the time. So yeah, I, you know, he's just somebody that has become super influential and he's worldwide, not just the U S exactly. right. So I think that's the biggest thing about him is that he's, it's not really just a U.S. thing. Like, even if Tesla failed here, he has a completely separate, basically entity of Tesla that's in the Chinese market that, like, has nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just things like that where like he's influential across the world, and he's got multiple of those <laughs> in different places, not just yeah. Like, in, in China, they call it Tesra. Yeah, Tesra, <laughs> <laughs> the Tesra factory. <laughs> so, yeah, he's. Uh, I think he's going to be whether people like him or not. Or believe in any of the things that he's doing or not. I He's going to continue to be that person, I think, in my generation. Um, and I think a lot of tech is going to stem from him, whether he <laughs> it's his company that succeeds or not. I think there's a lot of people that are going to go, oh, yeah, that's a good idea, and they're going to do their own thing. Right. But I think you'll just kind of get a lot of that breakout from them. And I think a lot of people are starting companies because of him. Um, new car companies that were never breaking into the scene before all of a sudden there's like five or six new ev car companies that are startups which was not a thing before his Mm -hmm. startup it's very difficult to get into that market so just stuff like that
0: yeah if you're not going to be first then emulate what works and then put your own spin on it yeah pretty much so i definitely think he's that person all right i
1: agree yep good list good list Good talk.
0: Good talk. <laughs> Go team. So, basically, your Mr. Beast was my Rush Limbaugh.
1: Yeah, it sounds like <laughs> Who it. are these guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: it sounds like it. And then we've heard of everybody else. Pretty much. Yeah. Well, ladies, gentlemen, children of all ages, let children us know what you weren't. think. Tell us who you believe you're influencers
1: are yeah give us your top five whether you feel like it's their you know big influencers or just like personal to you give us your top five people um list them in the comments tell us why um we're considering doing a very similar thing but for companies at some point so Mm -hmm. let us know if you want to see that um yeah
0: and if you just want to say brandon's an asshole feel free tell brandon he's an asshole yeah everyone else does (laughs) (laughs) Mike doesn't mind. He's comfortable with that. (laughs) I'm comfortable with that. (laughs) All right, you guys. Thank you for watching. Peace be the journey. Bye-bye.